Joining us now on the Ben and Skin Show, it is the COO of the Dallas Cowboys, the great Stephen Jones. It's a football weekend. Stephen, how are you doing today, brother? Man, we're doing great. Just uh, fired up about uh, uh, kicking this season off and going uh, over to Carolina and play the Panthers. Obviously, we'll find out where we are real quick. They're a really good football team and uh, certainly got a great quarterback there in Cam, especially when he's uh, hot and uh, going to be a, a big challenge for us. Steven, we like to we like to pick your brain about the inner workings of a front office. You've taught us a lot about the game, and I want to ask you that we're all excellent GMs, as you know. We're armchair GMs, but uh, as you let's before we talk about the players that are here, and I don't want to mention names specifically, but the idea of trading for a transcendent talent that's getting up there in age, that only has one year left on their deal, that would help you this year versus giving up a huge asset and a high draft pick for your future. How do you weigh such a thing? How do you balance something like that? Well, it's a it's a good question. I think uh, you start with the uh, I think you got to start with the parameter. Can a player, offense, defense, wherever he is, you know, make a make a big difference in making you really good versus great? And uh, uh, certainly, if the answer to that is yes, then uh, you know, then you really start to pencil what you would do to do that. And uh, I think the other thing is you got to feel really good about your football team in general, uh, that you're a playoff contender slash title contender, and uh, you got to feel like that too, uh, because you're certainly uh, you know how much we believe in building through the draft, and uh, we've been consistent uh, like that over the years, uh, the past four or five years. Uh, you know, you start uh, to do that. To do that, though, you got to start by drafting well. And we've been very fortunate to draft real well, uh, making our all our first-round picks for the most part count. Uh, you know, I think in the past 10 years we've had maybe one that's not still with us uh, in Claiborne. Uh, he still played well for us while he was here and still playing well in the league. But uh, uh, you got to draft well. And then uh, so you, you go under the, uh, you know, under the precedent that you think, well, if we draft well, you really are giving up a player that could be with you for, uh, five to ten years at good numbers, especially the first five years. So, you know, it's a big, big hit to take to go after, uh, you know, a, a player that is that you feel like is going to really make a difference in terms of where you end up that season. And I think you got to feel strongly that that player will, will do that. Okay, I want to flesh this out a little bit further because obviously you guys all have a feeling about what your team is going to be this year, but you're not going to know until it becomes bone on bone, as Coach Garrett likes to say. So. Typically, from how you feel at the beginning of the season, how much, how many games or how long does it take before you feel like you really know what the possibilities of your team actually is once the season starts? I think we're going to know a lot, you know, as you go. I think you're going to know a lot uh, when we play Carolina next week, uh, you know, how our team plays. Uh, you know, everybody has a feeling, we do, that uh, we're going to play really good defense this year. Let's see how we play defense against uh, – uh, Cam Newton and company uh, against the Panthers. We got a really good feeling that we're going to be able to run the football well with Zeke. That he's in uh, tip-top shape. He's uh, couldn't ask for him to be, you know, firing on all cylinders any better. Uh, obviously, our offensive line uh, is taking a little hit here with uh, Travis not being able to play right now. You certainly hope he'll be back. So you've got that that point that you feel like, hey, if it's not perfect, we do feel like we'll be getting better when, if and when Travis does get back. We certainly think he will, obviously. And uh, and then 
you know, so I think we'll see. And then, of course, I think the other question is if we do run it well, what does that open up and how do Dak and the new receiving core and tight end core uh, respond uh, when we throw the football? So I just think we're going to see a whole lot out here, uh, you know, in terms of our football team when we line up against the Panthers. They're highly thought of. They're, uh, you know, they're a really good football team with really good players. And, uh, you know, I think how we compete against the Panthers is going to, is going to tell us a lot. Is it the end all to be all? Uh, you know, if something doesn't go perfectly right, of course not. It's just, uh, you know, it's the start of the season. It's one game. It's a long journey. But uh, I think we're going to learn a lot about our football team. In terms of your offense, Stephen, being more Dak friendly is one of the terms that was thrown around or being less predictable or, or you know, harder to, to wrap your hands around for a defense. In, in terms of the bells and wrinkles that you guys are, are going to add and the things you're going to do, uh, is, is Tavon Austin going to be the, the biggest difference year to year in, in what you guys do as an offense? I, I don't, you know, I don't think so. I, I think he's going to be a difference. Uh, but I think everybody, I think the, the full body of work is going to be the difference. Uh, you know, we're, Scott's worked on installing some things that we uh, haven't seen yet in the preseason. Of course, uh, by design. I mean, we don't want to be showing, you know, philosophically uh, some of the things that we've uh, – installed and until we use it in uh, regular season games so certainly Tavon's a, a piece to that but uh you know the rest of the receiving core along with the tight end pieces are going to be uh, key as well but uh obviously Tavon with his speed and big playmaking ability uh you know could end up being uh you know a huge piece for us but uh you know I think we just will have to see as it unfolds and uh, you know, how we, uh, how everybody fits in when we start really, uh, you know, executing uh, Scott's offense. Steven Jones joining us on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. When we had you on at this time last week, we were kind of goofing with you on the whole Rico gather situation, but clearly at that point you knew Rico was going to be on the team, and I think it kind of begs the next question. I mean, I'm sure you know the fans see this giant freak athlete and their mouths start watering. How ready is Rico Gathers to be a weapon for you guys in this offense? That's going to be another one that could be a uh, you know could be a big difference maker. I mean, uh, I, certainly he's raw, certainly he's green, uh, but uh, there's some things you just can't coach, and he has he has that. He has a, a tremendous catch radius with his length. He's obviously huge uh, when he does get it right. In the blocking game, he moves people. Uh, you know, it's some, it's a work in progress, so it's not always pretty, but uh, sometimes it can be effective just because he is so big, long, and strong that, uh, you know, he can be effective like that. And the same thing in the passing game, where his, or his pass routes, exactly what you want most of the time, probably not. Uh, but if he gets down in there and posts up, and, uh, you know, it's, he's a tough guy to guard. you got to pick a side and, Dak certainly can throw it to the other side, and he just has the radius to make those type of plays. So how we actually use him and how effective he can be is certainly going to be uh, interesting to watch as we progress during this season. And I, I do believe it's only going to get better. I think he'll, we all know we're going to have some mistakes when uh, he's in the game. Uh, you know, But uh, we also got to remember this is only his second year of football, uh, I think since the sixth grade or so. Uh, you know, it's a it's a work in progress. I think it's a uh, it's certainly something that should only get better, and it certainly has a lot of upside. 
You know, Stephen, we didn't get to see a lot of Leighton Vander Esch uh, in the preseason because of injury. What are your personal or what is your front office's or organization's expectations for Leighton Vander Esch going into the season? I think yeah, tremendous. I, I think he's going to be a tremendous player for us. The ceiling's, uh, you know, through the roof. Uh, he's everything you want in a football player. Uh, he has that Jason Witten slash Sean Lee type mentality uh, in terms of wanting to be great. Uh, his uh, football IQ, his you know, his want to. Uh, he has everything uh, inside of him, and then to go with it, he's. You know, he's 6'5", 255 pounds, and, you know, he's just everything you look for in a in a linebacker. So, you know, obviously it was a, a setback for him uh, to have the growing injury. As we all know, we had some of that last year with our, uh, that slowed up some of our cornerbacks last year in terms of their development. But his, it looks like, is not going to be as lengthy uh, as, as some of the guys like uh, Cheeto and Xavier had last year. And, of course, Xavier has this year. But uh, – I just think he's going to be a tremendous football player for the Cowboys, and I think he's going to make a difference right away. Steven, everybody always worries about offensive line depth. It's just a thin position in the league in general, and you guys make a trade for this guy from the Chiefs, and I still can't pronounce his last name, and then suddenly Kadeem Edwards is back, and he's on the IR. What happened there? Well, I just think, uh, you know, uh, we got him in here, and uh, uh, he tweaked his knee out there, and we went in to look at it, and uh, when we did, we just saw some things there that were, uh, uh, you know, that weren't exactly right. And so we're going to uh, put him there. We'll have Kadeem for this week. And then uh, we may do something different uh, next week in terms of uh, uh, what we're doing there in the offensive line. But we do feel good about it. We like the center that we picked up. And uh feel like when we're all said and done here uh, that we've uh, done some good things. We're still glad we've got. Uh, anger, uh, you know, I think he'll be an option for us to bring back. He fits in that category, uh, designated to return. Uh, you only get two of those moves uh, off the IR. Now we've got Noah and him on there. Uh, so we'll have to use those judiciously. But uh, he's a guy who could provide some depth. I think he was going to miss the next, uh, you know, three or four weeks uh, at a minimum. And it could have been longer. And I think we felt like the best thing to do and uh, not totally there yet, but maybe to maybe clean him up a little bit and then uh, have him where he's ready to go midseason if uh, we need insurance. So we're certainly uh, still thrilled. We'd still make that same trade. Even yesterday, Travis Frederick spoke to the media for the first time. We had him on our show as well. And uh, listening to him talk about what is, is such a strange syndrome that he's fighting with, such a rare thing that he's combating, uh, obviously that was a tough decision for you guys to decide to place him on IR or not place him on IR. And because it's such a kind of Bermuda Triangle situation where there is no real timeline, a doctor can't really tell you anything, what are some of the things you consider uh, when you decide to, okay, let's let's not place Travis on IR? No, a little bit like we did with Tony uh, one year when we could have put him on. Uh, we just think he's such a key integral part of our offensive line and uh, that if he, we woke up here in three weeks and four weeks and he was ready to go, we'd be sick. Uh, if we had put him on IR. And uh, no one can say that isn't going to happen. Uh, no one can say it wouldn't take the full eight weeks. Uh, I don't think anyone knows. But he's such a valuable player that we just think sacrificing a player on our 53 that we could have you know, another player on the 53 was just not worth it in terms of uh, what value he brings if, uh, you know, if and when he's ready to play, if it's before that eight-week time frame. 
our eight game time frame, we would have been pinching ourselves, uh, you know, had he started to, uh, you know, had we been able to have him back much sooner. So, you know, it was just a risk reward type thing. And we didn't think a down the line player, 53 inactive player was worth it, uh, to, uh, uh, put Travis on there and know that we're not going to have him for, for the first eight games. Steven, I know you guys got to get on a plane and go to Carolina, and I know you know John Steven will probably be there. I'm sure there's an Arkansas game tomorrow, but do you have time to meet me and Ben up at Windstar in the next 24 hours or so? <laughs> I can always use a little money. <laughs> <laughs> me and Ben feel the same I'd like way. to think I'm pretty good at blackjack, but uh, uh, I, I probably don't have time for that this weekend. I am a Getting ready to head to Fort Collins. Uh, my Hogs play uh, and John Stevens play Colorado State. So uh, we're going to go up and watch that game and be there for that. And then we're going to roll on to Carolina. Oh, that's a good football weekend. Okay, so uh, how are things going for him up at Arkansas? He's doing really well. He's competing. And, uh, you know, when you're that backup quarterback, you got to be prepared. And uh, obviously Arkansas's quarterback situation is a work in progress. They're starting another quarterback this weekend and uh, uh, so uh, they told the young guys to uh, stay in there study hard be ready they're traveling and uh, you know you don't know if he's going to get in the game or not week to week but uh, if it does happen you know I'll be smiling uh, really big if uh, at some point if uh, he gets to play in a game. I love it. I love it. And and I, we know you're, you're you're a great dad and and you've been there for for so many of his games and your dad was there for your games and coaching you. We we love that about your family. And you're the last guy that would be a helicopter dad and kind of hover over the program. But how about a helicopter granddad in his own helicopter? Can you see your <laughs> you see your dad just hanging above the stadium in his helicopter and just if they put yeah. him in, he'll land and watch. If not, he'll leave. Hey, I think uh, if he could, he would, but he knows John Steven would disown him. So, uh, <laughs> he wouldn't have any part of that. But uh, Jerry is actually going with me. Uh, he loves to be a part of uh, John Steven's play there, and uh, he and I both are traveling up there to watch this game and are certainly looking forward to it. Well, Steven, you're not in a position where you can afford any bad football karma, but me and Ben don't care, so we'll wish for minor ankle injuries for the guys ahead of John <laughs> Steven. And hopefully he can get down there on the field this weekend, man. Uh, well, y'all are, y'all are too good, and I always enjoy being on with you guys. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll be uh, having a great show next week, and hopefully our Cowboys can get rolling and uh, get our first win. All right, awesome stuff. There he goes, the great Steven Jones, COO of the Dallas Cowboys.